welcome back to another episode of Parallel Barking. I am your co-host, Ariana Backer, here with... Woof, woof. Woof, woof. Larry Backer. Larry Backer. And, and a very exciting podcast it is, but you will never know, just to foreshadow, whether it's really me or it's an artificial recreation of my essence. Exactly. Uh, that... It could be generated by anything. But I'll tell you, it would have taken forever to code my voice, it being somewhat weirdly unique. Right. So for my listeners, thank you very much for and so aged. Uh, <laughs> all Any, right, Chad Paul. Anyway. Anyway, today we're talking about something a little bit similar to what you may have heard before. Our previous episode, we talked about an AI-generated uh, paper um, about itself. So an AI bot generated a paper. Um, about itself. A research paper fully. Which I thought was the perfect, which was the perfect statement on the human condition, since that's what we've been doing for 30,000 years, is sitting around and writing papers about ourselves. Yes. Um, that was the first paper that it did. Talk so AI is now also going to need therapy. So it, it's a perfect, perfect starting point. We have point. really created it in our own image, which I think is hysterical. <laughs> like uh, we're so we're going to have to invent AI psychologists so that they can sit and deal with AI neuroses oh so that they will stop generating AI uh, academic pieces that then get published so that we can listen to them in more... Um, in, in, in yes, this is why AI policy, AI but human anyway. rights, no, AI rights is going to be very important. This, this is this is a whole new world. But anyway, well, but it's going to be multiple personalities. But that's not what we're talking about. Okay, today. okay, okay. We're talking about this time, AI generated art, AI generated images, and how that fits into the world of fine art. All art is fine. People have the critical skills of an iguana. Although most people, some people, a lot of artists don't believe that all art is fine. Well, no, well, tell them the story and then. Here's uh, the story. Here, here the story is. An AI generated image recently was entered into the Colorado State Fair. Now, in all fairness, there was no trickery. The, the no trickery at all. It the, was the a digital was division of the art contest. And it won. It won first place. And, quote, actual artists, living artists. Well, actual, let's say actual artists are irate. Well, some of them anyway. Some, some are irate. I mean, so, you know. Things like this have happened in the past with other technological advances like the right. photograph. And the and and in all fairness, the the entries were spectacular in a kind of kitschy way. They are they spectacular. Gorgeous. They were, are really nice. Amazing. And and just for, for full disclosure, they were AI assisted using a commercial product. Yes. And it's called mid-journey. Most of you. Many What's of you probably have heard of it. It's it's similar to the technology used in Dolly, um, which is one of the earlier um, AI tools. I use that one all the time. It's oh, so we can become we artists. 
What, what you do is you type in, for those of you who are not familiar with these tools, you type in a command, uh, maybe like a sentence of what you want the image to project. So I could say something like a purple fat hippo dancing in a vat of um, peanut butter. I would buy that. Exactly. And, priced. and exactly. And see what what image gets collected, but it's actually a, a collection of images that will. All right. So what do you think of this? Art, no art, do you care? It's fabulous art. I, of course, it's art. Would you it, buy it? I would absolutely buy it. Do you think it could be commodified like art is commodified so that it no one already is being expect? commodified? Uh-huh. So we're back to money again, All right? Does anyone actually look at this stuff and say, I, I want to buy it because I think it looks nice and it, it produces an emotional response that will be intensified on my wall? Yes. Unless, of course, you're buying this as an investment or to signal uh, either wealth, position, caste, or uh, because it's a better investment than gold bullion, right? Yeah, think, I mean, artists are angry because this is taking money out of their pocket, potentially. Why is it taking money out of their pockets? Are they not able to access the same program? Exactly. See, what they're really, I think, perhaps a better way of describing it is that they believe that this is a different category of art. Whatever you believe art is, this is a different category okay, of no, art. No, no, so no, maybe no. like men and women's sports, we ought to have two categories of arts. Arts that produce holy by people holding a brush or something. Okay. And art that is machine assisted. That's a little ridiculous. This was the amateur so, division so this. of digital arts. Yeah, yeah. I think it fits perfectly. Well, let's go low tech. Let's go Wait, wait, wait. Let's go low tech. You have an extraordinary ability to represent on canvas what someone tells you. I'm blind, but I am a really, really inspired person. And I have images in my mind that, but for my blindness, I would be able to put on canvas myself. I hire you. You're my hands and my eyes. And I describe in minute detail. And you and, you and I have an affinity. Right, And I describe in minute detail what it is, my vision for what the art looks like, including color, tone, right. uh, thickness of brush, the materials and all of this. And then you paint it. Uh-huh. Okay. Is that a problem? Not at all. It's art. It's art. It absolutely but now you, is. You are no, no longer you. You are now an AI program. Art? Absolutely. All right, then, but what would the artists who are uncomfortable with the AI-assisted uh, art, do you think that they would react the same way? See, I'm having a really hard time with this because I myself am an artist who uses, I, I partake in these tools. Oh my God, I will take down all of your fake art Burn it on the pyre of purity, but, like, unless I can sell it for someone who really likes it. I I partake because I think it's fun. I mean, what I do, I use this, I use these two for a number of different things to help me generate ideas, 
I actually use the images and then alter them on my own. Or not. Or not. I mean, yeah, sometimes I just I just take them and right. they're mine. So here's here's a question. When you look at all of this, because we looked at this in a sense with respect to text, um, and now we're looking at it with respect to, um, to visual arts, uh, but you can say this with respect to everything else. I sometimes wonder whether this is uh, the, the uh, negative reaction is really part of a much larger problem that we have in this uh, in the globe today. And that is for some reason over the last 10 or 15 years, uh, the, uh, the, the notion of purity, of purification, mm -hmm. of purity campaigns have just descended, I'd say, choked us. This is a uh, theme in, in our podcast, by the way, right. purification. <laughs> well, yeah, no. And, and you know, so I look at this and I say, oh, my God, this is just another purification ritual. You've got essentially a reactionary force of people who are quite comfortable with the cast structure of their production. And now all of a sudden there's a, a change in technology and what they want to do is say, well, then you're not in our category. And indeed, what we're going to do is dis the, the entire production anyway, because it is impure. And because it is impure, it cannot be that which you say it is in this case art. Well, yeah, it threatens um, the structure, the hierarchy. But it so. is purity. And so in, in that context, although this is a longstanding purity campaigns, um, uh, and, and it's tied to something else that I'm going to talk about in a minute, but one has to wonder... Uh, whether, in fact, what we're looking at is not anything having to do with the art uh, or to some extent with the in income flows of people who are doing this in a different way. Uh, talent is talent. It just shows in very different ways. Uh, but whether indeed what we're looking at is purity campaigns in the context of increasing and increasingly broad attacks on categorizations and categories that have dominated societal organization for four or 500 years. And now all of them, either because of technology, because of uh, cultural changes, because of political changes, all of these very firm categories are now being contested. And so what you see in all of these contexts is something that we all laugh when we say, oh, we're all progressive, blah, 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 blah. But actually what happens is that most people who, who um, or some people who who believe it, that they are open to something new actually turn out to be quite reactionary when it when it comes to this um, this challenge of old categories and then inventing something new. They are they want to go back or hold on to the old ways as much as the people who will, who will remain nameless, who also want to preserve everything the way it was before. And to some extent, that's it's a sign of the times, I think, but it really doesn't go towards this. And let me just bring up one other thing, and then you can, uh, I, I wanna hear your views. This is intimately tied in the art world to a debate that I that I've, I've certainly read a little bit about it in the in the world of philosophy and semiotics and uh, and the like, um, in which the question is whether this is art or whether this is reproduction, and if it is reproduction, does that somehow affect? And this goes back to the purity. the 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 traditional arguments have been since the early part of the 1900s that when you mechanically reproduce, when you can mechanically transpose the spirit of art, 
uh, usually through reproduction or imitate, mostly through reproduction, that somehow you have stripped the work of its connection to the divine, that it becomes something right. base and a threat to the entire spirit. And, and now we've taken it, we're no longer talking about reproduction, Right. Everyone has gotten over it except the philosophers, because there isn't a, a college uh, dorm that doesn't have some kind of paper reproduction up on their walls. Um, but now it's actually the act of creation. And so, you know, well, that's honestly, another argument. For all that, all of that can go below for all I care. I mean, think of Marcel Duchamp. No, people don't like to think about Marcel Duchamp because he was too uh, ahead of not only his time, but probably ours as well, even though he's been dead all these years. I cannot think of a piece of art that I like more than his urinal. Just took a urinal fountain, slapped it on a pedestal and said, hey, ba-bam. That's well, in museums. But he's transformed it and he's engaged, yes. And and one can talk about the urinal forever. He's transposed it. He's made a commentary. Um, he's he's done all kinds of things. Or he's just slapped a a, a piece of uh, <laughs> of industrial design, uh, put it up on a wall, and said, "Here it is." And and right. you know, and, and we've got a long gave it a name, Dada. Right. I mean, right. Or, or an artist who's you know performance artist whose art is uh, standing up against a a wall of some uh, character and eating an apple. Right. Do we have to call this move? Is, is this now like a movement of art? Will that make people feel better? I mean, my thing is. It's the uh, human. It's the humanity part that everyone is talking about, well, that the art is inhuman or transhuman or not human or inhuman. And that how much are, human is interaction homeless. is necessary for you to consider it human. Humans created the algorithms and the algorithms are collecting all of the the information that was put there by humans. Everything. But uh, um, boom, exactly right. So and and so my and I also want to talk. I want to address the categorization. Like it, categorization helps people believe that they are right about the schemas that they've already developed throughout their lifetime. It's, well, it's a bunch of primitives trying to uh, create abstractly order to a world uh, that has its own ordering. Uh, it's almost pathetic in a way. It's helpful. Well, uh, it, it's something that we naturally do. It's it's something that everybody naturally does, but it's that doesn't make it so that it's right it's it's just i mean well, we categorize a, it's a, humans right. it's a tool not a window to the exactly. soul exactly exactly and yet like uh humans over the course of the last thirty thousand years you create a tool and then all of a sudden and this is actually the most um the the most horrible thing you create a tool and then eventually you worship it it becomes the tool no longer serves you, you serve the tool. And right. we've seen this over and over and over again. And this is one of one of those examples. So we create, and, and I'm not talking about AI here, I'm talking about the intimate connection between the human, the brush, and the paint, that the brush and mm -hmm. the paints become a tool, but now in the face of AI, are worshiped as somehow the divine connection between the 
image that is ultimately put on, right? And the connection of humanity to it. Um, but that in a way is, is um, well, I was gonna say pathetic. It's, it's misplacing and, uh, and it reminds us how easy it is for humans to take simple concepts uh, and simple things that are meant to aid you and then turn them into divine objects. Yes. Which it then makes, enslave us. Yeah. I mean, I think it just, it everything just makes it, what you're saying is it makes life easier. So that right, way right. I don't have to think. But now do you have to worship? I mean, in a sense, there's only a small step between that and worshiping your dishwasher. But the dishwasher makes life so much easier. Which is why we must worship it. And I I myself will begin to offer it sacrifices. Uh, of maybe, my dirty uh, dishes. Well, there's that too. And and um, that would be one way of looking at it. But maybe I will offer it um, leaves of particularly pretty plants or- Oh, fruit. wow, you're going that way. Okay. I'm going, okay. well, you know, old school. Right, but that's, that's exactly it. Um, now, the, the real question is, assuming that what we said is right, the an additional real question, because there, there's a lot here. Yeah. All right. So this, this guy uses this program to aid him. I want to go to the question of authorship, right? Well, because yes, I was, yeah, I was going to go there with you. How, how, right, so go, tell me your view. How, how do you feel about him? In the article, it says that he made it very clear that he generated the image with AI, the help of AI, and the judges actually stated they, when they were judging, they had no idea it was AI generated. However, it would not have, right, it would not have changed their judgment either way. Okay. Because what they were judging on was the emotive response right. that they got. What the object, the, the object, object. Not what this process, exactly. but, but whose object? Yeah, yeah, but but my question, whose object is it? Who generated it? The the guy whose name is on the entry form or the coders who did the um the uh who coded the AI program that that he used or the AI program itself as not a sentient but as Well, then let me answer your question. Let me ask okay. answer your question with another question. Oh, do no. you share do you do you share credit on your work with the developer the AI developer who developed Spellcheck? Well, the reason I don't is that they've never actually satisfactorily oh. gotten rid of all of my spelling oh, errors. Oh, is that why? Right. So they've, they've done as you yourself have told me on more than one occasion. I have. All right. And no, but you make you make the absolute right point, which is where you and it's the line drawing point. We use all kinds of tools. So one way of looking at this is saying that AI is no different than the brush. Do you credit the person who made the absolutely perfect brush that made it possible for you to do this extraordinary uh, brush work with your own hands? Right. The answer has traditionally been no. Do you credit the commercial company 
whose paints made it possible to bring out those extraordinary hues, right? Where do you draw the line and why? The painting is they company would really love that. Oh, yeah. And and here, we're not even talking about art anymore. At this point, what we're talking about is Pride. property. Pride and we're property. Talking about property. Yes. Um, Money. And, and and ownership. Yes. Right. And so in a sense, now we've gone far afield. So why are we really annoyed? In a sense, we're annoyed because it may not be the soul of the human, but we've already talked about how that's uh, kind of specious and reactionary. Um, in this case, what we're talking about is that, in fact, what we're what is really at stake here is not the object. And to their credit, the judges said, look, there's all of this extraneous stuff around. We're just looking at the object. We yeah, really they wanted to see produced, how it tells right? the story. It's, it's steal it from someone is the object. But the fight really is about everything but the art. It is about ownership, right? It's about challenge to the uh, the categories. Uh, it is about the worship of uh, particular tools. It's about all of these things. And the one thing it is not is about the art itself. And that should give us pause, I think. Yeah. And besides, it's very hard to pay AI royalties. <laughs> right. At least the lawyers will be happy. They'll be able to spend 30 years trying to work up a, a jurisprudence of, of ownership and control rights. And in Europe, including artistic rights. Uh, so this this will be a laugh a minute. But it and, and that is an art form in itself, but it's a different art form. And then, you know, to, to go from the, the sublime to the ridiculous, if that's the case, are we really producing art in the context of all of this writing and battling over the the uh, the excretia that is produced by this thing in the form of new jurisprudence and the like? Is that art, too, in a sense? And are we going to have to pay them? Yes, we have to pay everyone. I mean, and what is also including hilarious, us because we talked about the arts. So this is like publicity. We should send them a bill. We should. Oh, we should <laughs> actually. I <laughs> know. Also, what's hilarious about this is there are plenty of free versions of this AI out there. It's not like. I mean, you can get an upgraded version for a certain amount of money, but it's not like the developers are. Um, right. Right, uh, but but now we're but now we're into a very different discussion, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's very easy, almost seamlessly, to move from the discussion of whether or to what extent this is art or art that belongs to or is attached to a human being, and or why do we care about whether it is or not, to where it really is, which is where's the money, right? And where's the control? And and in a sense, the one of the the most interesting things about talking about creative work. Uh, and we did this a little bit with the uh, the journal article, and but it's, it's much more in your face here, is that most of the fighting is, in a sense, not about the object. No one is actually reading the paper. No. No one is actually apparently looking at the art. Oh, my God. Everyone but it's so beautiful. Is, everyone is carving up the residua. Yes. Right. The the uh the, the minutia, the way not that... the minutia, the stuff that is excreted uh and <laughs> that's true around yes. it. And and that is very pejorative, but I meant it that way. <laughs> property ownership, hierarchy, control, influence, and 
Da -da -da, money. Right. And so I think that's minutia when it comes to art, but fine. It says, as a person who wouldn't mind getting some. That's, <laughs> or, it's true. Or, I wouldn't mind. Or, I wouldn't mind. You don't complain yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's, it's, <laughs> it's certainly consequential. It's certainly consequential. But but in a sense, what we're doing is we're pretending in a way to be offended, but we may not be pretending to be very reactionary about this. Um, and, and you can understand artist X worked very hard to develop what now it, to their horror turns out to be a kind of reactionary way of doing things that the, the world has changed. This is the same as the person who became the, the best four horse carriage driver in the universe, but it's now 1915 and everyone is driving a car and he's going, oh no, this is not allowed on the roadway because it is not the essence of transportation, which requires a horse or other beast. Right? Yeah. What are we going to do with all our horses? We have to take them to right. the no, no, factory now. And it, and it really, it, it takes away the, the essence of, of driving. And we'd all laugh. But in a sense, the, the arguments are, are very similar. They say, oh, no, this is different. This is creative as opposed to something else. But it is and it is, in a sense, the production of an object with particular characteristics involving a very specific set of relationship between the producer of the thing, the object itself, and its consumers. It's a basic semiotic re relationship. Um, and and one can express difference in form and effect. I admire art. I'm grateful that the carriage got me to my appointment on time. But in a sense, it's the same kind of now we're back into the world of AI. We're not in the world of AI. We're in the world of platforms. It's the same relationships, a signification relationship between users and consumers of things that add value, however you define it, cultural value social value economic value political value well yeah and they i mean this this stuff is meant to be shared i mean case in point dolly which is, is an open ai that was um developed by google imagine um and it it actually this is hilarious part of um it uses a version of gpt3 the same ai that wrote the paper about itself. So it's all connected. It is. It is all well. And so, but in another age, 400 years ago, or even 150 years, 100 years ago, Carl Jung might say, well, we're all interconnected through, too, through the uh, the collective unconscious. And so, again, we're applying these, these analogies are not new. These connections are not new. They're being applied in different spaces. Technology has opened up the possibility of its transposition elsewhere. But the, the issues, the relational issues, the authenticity issues, and the consequential issues, money, power, position, caste, uh, authenticity, and the like, have remained the same. And so people will, oh, is this still an expression, clutch their pearls? Um, it might mean middle, something different now. Yeah, doesn't it mean like you're um, you're kind of offended in a sort of uh, early early twentieth century bourgeois Edwardian sense? Yes, because you've offended them in some. Let's go with that. That's doesn't mean something else. Uh huh. I'm, it could. Well, I was born in in the year four. Yes, uh, you're so, a 
dinosaur. Yeah. All right. But anyway, you know, so all of this. And then I asked myself, so here's the question. Maybe the real art in this case is performance art. And that the real artistic project product that came out of all of this is all of the reactions. Or yes, yes, which is itself art. Life is art. Well, so we've been told, uh, and at great expense, uh, <laughs> someone in some of the art scenes have bought that and and have proven it by putting a crowbar to their wallets. But yeah, that can be in sense art. It's the art of the uh, of the neurotic. It's the art of the um, of the psychosis, which is the characteristic of this age. It is the the French theater from the 40s, the 30s and 40s now writ large on a very different stage. This is waiting for Godot. This is absurdist drama uh, that we used to pay money. I would actually be very yeah. interested in that kind of exhibit, just a bunch of either. AI generated images of all of the reactions or videos of all of the reactions. Which is itself, yes, brilliant, which is itself art. And yeah. so the art itself now produces art, but it's not the AI that's producing art. It's the art that is producing art using the canvas of the human. And so what you've now done, this is just so brilliant, you've now inverted the entire relationship. We tend to view art as a human through a set of tools, putting something, memorializing something on a, on a set of objects, a canvas. But now what we're suggesting the real art is the canvas eliciting, right? The tool is the canvas eliciting responses by a bunch of people whose own socially contextualized psychoses then becomes the art itself. And the canvas on which this is written is the media that is used to preserve these uh, sometimes catty, sometimes absurdist, uh, and sometimes profound, even if it's in inadvertent, reactions. That's what we should be selling. Right. And then who owns it then? Oh, <laughs> oh the lawyers. The lawyers own this because it'll take us 30 years to figure that question out. In the meantime, they will be able to generate enough fees to send their kids to the finest schools in, in whatever country they happen to be practicing. There you go. So, yeah. booyah. All right. So that's all I got. Yeah, I think that's a great, great place to end it. I I don't have anything else to say to that. Other than we are now engaging in art, too. Yeah, I would say this podcast is a piece of art. Actually, we've well, already it, made a couple better, of our episodes NFTs. Something else. So I'm grateful that. Okay, you, you know what? <laughs> Nobody thinks it's a piece of that. Yes, I do. It's a piece of cake. It's a piece of, it is a piece wonderful of little hors d'oeuvre. And I can think of all kinds of things, but you have a, a naughty mind and you were I, thinking of. One yes, word, and never I, the mind. apple does not fall far from the tree. Apparently not. All right. Woof, woof. Bark, bark. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>